Hello, everybody. Welcome to another 12 Days of the Comic Source Presents Bad Idea, collaborating once again with my partner from Comic Boom, Rocky. Just celebrating the holiday season with some fantastic comics from Bad Idea. And the thing that's cool, so I'm reading a lot of these for the first time since they came out. Rocky's reading a lot of them for the first time. And I, I honestly, it's great. His excitement for the books is uh, infectious. And but but even when I go back and read them, I'm like, oh my god, these books are so goddamn good, right? And that's exactly how I felt when I when I read Monster Kill Squad again. I hadn't read it since it first came out way back in 2021, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to hear what Rocky has to say about this. This book is so damn good. I mean, the art, it's got some lesbian love scenes, it's got uh, giant monsters, it's got sharp dialogue, it's well paced. Uh, uh, yeah, you. I just have a feeling you love this. What, what were your thoughts? Well, you you had me at lesbian love scenes. <laughs> no, but uh, it, it was actually it was actually very uh, artfully done. Actually, there's a there's an LGBTQ uh, theme uh, uh, story in it, and it's very well done. And in fact, it's it's one of the ones that's done right. It's actually there's a story element. It's a very positive. Uh, it's it's a very interesting aspect of the story, and it underscores uh, one of the character journeys of uh, one of the main characters, and it's it's very well done. And hey, I mean, look, it's about monster. It's about a government agency that kills monsters. That's really what it's about. But it's the character work on the team that's really good. It sort of reminds me of a of a of just like a if the Wildcats hunted monsters because it, it it reminded me of uh, of frankly a better version of DC's Wildcats. Uh, the frustrations that I had when we, we see Wildcats with Matthew Rosenberg, uh, and apologies to Matthew Rosenberg, but the reality is, is that this is just this is a four issues, but a frenetic pace, better paced, uh, uh, more concise, uh, uh, well structured, well paced character work, and uh, it felt like something was at stake. Very well done. Interesting villains. Interesting. Uh, character plays, interesting villains, different types of monsters. We got the, to learn the mythology of the monsters, all of, organized around the, the idea of a Pandora's box and just a very interesting eclectic array of monster mythology mixed in with uh, writer uh, Christus Gage's uh, wild imagination. I thought it worked really well. This is a, a, a lot of fun. And once again, you, you sort of politely poked fun at me before about every time we review something, it's my, it's my new fa it's my, it's my new favorite bad idea comic. And yeah, this is probably pretty much up there. It's probably tied for first, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> You know, as soon as I started reading it, I remembered how good it was. I knew you were going to be like, oh, this is my new favorite. Because, again, it's it, and, and, and I can't fault you, right? Because th this is the kind of book that, you know, like if somebody asked me, okay, I'm, I'm new to Bad Idea. I'm not sure what I should read first. You know, wh what would you recommend? I think this would be the book that I would recommend. Because in a lot of ways, it's the most similar to kind of a traditional comic book. The ideas that are explored aren't so weird and so out there like like some of the other stuff uh, that we've read. And that stuff's all great, you know. But I think as a reader, you have to bring a lot more to something like The Lot. To, and, and, you know, as you and I always say – uh, a lot of what you get out of comics is what you bring to it. You know, what, what, what's the effort you're willing to put into it? How much thought are you willing to, to put into it? 
And sometimes you just want to be spoon fed and that, you know, that's okay too. We've, we've talked about some of those like, like tankers, you know, it's just wildly entertaining and there's not, you know, a lot to explore there. Whereas something like the lot there is, um, this is kind of a great mix of, of both, right? There are some, uh, real subtly done character arcs. You know, you mentioned the kind of burgeoning, um, same sex relationship between two of the female characters. One of them's kind of resistant to it. You know, she's giving sort of the more conservative kind of perspective. The other uh, woman is a little more um, free, I guess, a little more free thinking. Uh, and yeah, it makes it, it makes for an interesting dynamic. So it does have some of those layers of, uh, of complexity and really great character work. But on the surface, it's just this team of badass monster killers going after monsters. Um, but it's, it also doesn't go so far as like the monster of the week, right? Um, I remember back in the day when Smallville was coming out, what do they call it? Like the, the super freak of the week because it was so episodic, so formulaic where every new episode of Smallville was some, some new monster that had been affected by kryptonite and, you know, yeah, had, they had the wall of weird, didn't yeah, have yeah. the wall of weird or something like that or, yeah. Yeah, so the, this doesn't fall into that trope. Christos Gage is, is the writer, um, and he, he, you know, he gives it more, uh, the story a lot more depth than that. And the story kind of builds over time. The pacing is fast from the beginning, and the Thomas Giarella line work is just, I mean, it's just next level. Um, it, it's, it's almost got this painted quality to it, and there's, uh, there's a danger sometimes when you, when you kind of use that style uh, of digital painting that things can look kind of stiff. Uh, but that, that, that doesn't happen here. I, again, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of fighting against monsters and uh, it, it always feels like it flows really, really well. Um, Diego Rodriguez is somebody who's colored uh, Thomas Giarello a lot. And uh, that works really, really well. Dave Sharp's on letters. So again, if I was recommending a bad idea comic to somebody, Hey, I want to read something from bad idea. You know what should I try? I think I would. I think I would give him this because it, it feels maybe the most like a tr traditional superhero book of anything Bad Idea has done. Even though they don't necessarily. I mean, some of them have magical powers. One of them is uh, has has some other powers. I don't. I won't spoil it. Um, but they're all badass in their own right. It's uh, interesting introduction in the beginning. Uh, it doesn't get too wordy. It makes sense. Basically, uh, you don't think of clowns as monsters, but that's, uh, you know, a lot of people are scared of clowns. So it's an interesting conceit from Christos Gage. And apparently there's different sorts of clown monsters and they're working together. That's an anomaly. Apparently they send in a SWAT team, uh, you know, the powers that be the SWAT team just gets slaughtered as well as their backup. So that's when they call in MKS, the monster kill squad. And the SWAT team's like, what, there's only five of you? You just took out, you know, two, two of my squads. That's not enough. And they're, and so one of the members of the team's like, do you know, do you know who these people are? And kind of goes down the line, introducing them and kind of giving us an idea of what their powers are. So I thought that was really well done uh, as well. Um, Cause you and I, we, you know, we talk about it all the time, how, um, especially in first issues, Crystal Stage does, does a good job. Like give us people's names, give us their powers, give us some idea. And, you know, it, it, it pulls us in. It makes it more engaging for us when we kind of have a touch point instead of us just, I mean, it, it's okay once in a while, you know, if it's a singular person and not a team book to be a little more mysterious, but when it's a team book, 
sometimes it's hard enough to keep the characters straight on the page. And now I don't know what their names are. And I don't know what their powers are. It, it makes it even more confusing. Crystal's cage doesn't fall into that trap. We learn who these uh, team members are right away. Um, and again, th- they're, they're likable characters. They each have their own voice, their own personality, whether it's the, the commander, Joan Stalker, who apparently has been um, hunting monsters for 40 years. We're told I'm like, man, she doesn't look much older than 40. Uh, you know, maybe she is. Maybe there's uh, maybe there's something magical going on that's keeping her from aging as, as quickly. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, she's just kind of a no-nonsense take-charge leader, and, and I really enjoyed that. And then uh, there's Javier, who had at one point his arm um, chomped off by a monster. It's been replaced cybernetically. Uh, we have Edgar, who's sort of the more mysterious of the team. I'm not really sure what is going on there. Uh, and then we have charity and, you know, she's one of the ones that, um, that gets involved in the same sex relationship. She's the one that's a little more reluctant because she's kind of an, uh, for lack of a better term, an exorcist, right? Like she, she's, you know, very strong in her Christian faith and she has, um, the ability to, you know, cast spells and cast out demons and that sort of thing. And if you're hunting monsters, you talk about demons, you know, that's going to be, you know, pretty important. And then uh, there's Jude, who uh, is the other half of that same sex relationship. And she, again, she's into the occult and, you know, pagan religion and that sort of thing. So, you know, it's total oil and water. And yet, you know, they're attracted to each other. And and, um, and there's a couple other members of the team. There's a, a support guy. Um, Eugene, is his name Eugene? I'm Glenn, Glenn, I knew, yeah, I knew there was a strong G in there somewhere. He is awesome. <laughs> He's really funny. Uh, kind of the straight man uh, of the team. And then there's um, kind of the, an, another support person. She's kind of the medic um, and handles sort of logistics. Um, yeah, Helena. Um, and and that's it. So, you know, the, the first five that I mentioned, they're the ones that sort of go in as, as the, the soldiers, the front line. And then you've got, Glenn and uh, Helena's kind of support. So, you know, relatively small team. Everybody has a little bit of a chance to shine. Everybody gets uh, their opportunity uh, to have some, some, you know, moments on the page, uh, whether it's Glenn or even uh, Helena. Uh, And again, I just, I I forget again, how great a writer Christos Gage is because he doesn't do a a lot of comic work, uh, but, most of the time when he, I read stuff he does, like, I'm just like, oh, my God, he's so good. Like, he's a, and he's a great idea guy, you know, and, and he's got these fantastic ideas and he's able to, to execute them. Like, I mean, this whole idea of this MKS, this Monster Kill Squad, is a fantastic idea. And the idea of, of the, the, you know, underlying story, which is basically Pandora's box and Pandora herself is trying to, to put the box back together because um, she wants – revenge for how she was poorly treated, you know, but before the myth of Pandora's box, she was actually a benevolent goddess and then she got a bad rap and now she's kind of leaning into that. Uh, you know, that's interesting. That's fun. Um, and again, it gives kind of a throughput, a through line to the story. Uh, I think about that and I'm like, yeah, what a great, great idea for a, a story to, to, to give it some more depth. I think about what he did with Ninjak over at, uh, at Valiant, his run on Ninjak is is just fantastic. Maybe the best Ninjak story ever. Uh, it's just so awesome. It, his, his idea was, it's actually not Ninjak. It's Ninja-K, which means there was a Ninja A, a Ninja B, a Ninja C, a Ninja D. 
it, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. It was such a great idea. Um, so I recommend that. Go check that out if, uh, if you haven't read it. But uh, And you know what? Now that I stopped to think about it, I think that's Thomas Giarello art as well uh, in that Ninja, uh, Ninja K series. So uh, anyway, I, I just thought this was fantastic. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into any more specific plot points or, uh, or moments because I, I just think it's one of those things where you need to read it for yourself. Um, and it's a real page turner too. It's, uh, it, it, it's a relatively quick read for being, I think it's four 32 page issues. So, you know, it's about the equivalent of six issues. You know, if you're talking about a regular size comic at, at 20 or 22 pages, um, and it's just, it's fantastic. And like a lot of the bad idea books, there's, um, there's definitely the feel that that there could be more. It could definitely come back to this at, at some point um, because it's just a great idea. And these characters are characters that I'd love to see again in a, in a new story. So uh, what, are, what are your other thoughts, Rocky? Well, the big thing here is no characters wasted. And, you know, uh, it's, it's one of those things where uh, there's nothing better than when you have a simple premise and – the premise is built upon and it feels like you're getting some substance for it because I mean, let's be blunt here. It's called monster kill squad. So immediately you're thinking, well, it's probably not Shakespeare, right? Uh, <laughs> so then how is it going to be interesting other than what the title suggests? Well, there's definitely, you know, monsters being killed by a kill squad. There's that, but how do you make that interesting? Well, you know, Christus Gage says, hold my beer. And lo and behold, all the members of this team from Commander Jones Stockard, 40 year veteran who's fought monsters for years, even before they were uh, even before a major event that happened two years ago that led to uh, monsters appearing all over the, the planet uh, because this Pandora's box was open and all these monsters appeared and the monster kill squad was formed and we get uh, Charity, Jude, Javier, Edgar and this, you know, this ordinary guy named Glenn who seems to be an interrogator but has a particular skill set at negotiating with demons of all things and there's a there's a great scene for that uh, I'll just sort of I'll just I'm just giving some teasers here. We got Charity and Jude who like you said are like oil and water. I mean, one's very religious, one's pagan and they have an attraction toward each other and they're both kick-ass warriors too let's i mean let's I mean, obviously they all know how to they all know how to fight here with the exception of glenn and you know uh, edgar has his own secret uh his, his own secret and his own secret uh, that's connected to the monsters and helena's got a crush on edgar and all these characters and it's the interplay of these characters that underscores the plot and the plot moves forward and the plot's interesting. And at the end, you know, you, you find out that the big reveal that, you know, you thought Pandora was just a box, but actually Pandora is actually a person and, and you, you get a, a rich origin of Pandora in, in the fourth and final issue that you get a lot of bang for your buck in, in four, in four short issues. And man, I would love, you know, I never, this is my first time reading it. I don't know if this exists as a trade or not. I mean, uh, maybe it isn't, but I would, I would certainly welcome buying these four issues if I, if I could. And, uh, you know, th this is this is entertaining, and uh, Thomas uh, Guerrero, Guerrero, fantastic art, just absolutely gorgeous art. It it's hard for me, it's hard for me to imagine reading this with a different artist now. Uh, Diego Rodriguez, uh, the, the colors are, I, I think the colors. Uh, now, granted, I've seen the colors where you you were nice enough to sort of send me the PDFs. I think that so I I, I don't. 
I don't know what the colors are like in the actual comic book. Maybe they're a little bit mooted uh, the, way they, the way I'm showing them here. But I do know that the covers look fantastic and, and, and the, the color work, I mean, uh, with, with the backgrounds, everything is clear to see. Uh, the monsters are, are there's so many different kinds of monsters here from Wendigos to Bigfoots to clowns to different types of clowns to, of course, wolves, everything you could imagine. And it's just an eclectic array of of insanity and um you know every and, and everyone yeah, everyone has their own personality and their own voice and you don't expect that for for you know you don't it, it's almost like uh you know gauge put all this work into a comic and i almost feel bad for him it's like oh, it's, it's just a it's just a monster it's just a monster comic you know the, I, but he should put a lot of work into this thing and damn it's entertaining and i just wish more people would uh, maybe have I would have heard more people talking about this, but, and this is my one little pet peeve on the side that, you know, bad idea, you know, they have their own way of doing things and uh, that's all well and good. And it certainly leads to quality product like this. I just wish more people could enjoy this in particular myself. It's, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm grateful to you for sharing this with me and I can review this with you and I'm, I'm reviewing these, reading this. I just wish that more retailers, particularly mine, were a little bit on board with that idea. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there are a lot of retailers do mail order. You know, we've talked about it before. Obviously, you're in Canada. It's a little bit more expensive. Um, but yeah, no trades yet. Bad idea, which, you know, if we get a chance to have Dinesh on, I'll let you ask him why they, they haven't done collected editions yet. But don't forget, everybody, that uh, th there's B-sides as well. We won't get specifically into the B-sides that are, that are in here, but they are uh, – a couple of them are uh, related to Save Now. And the reason I mention that is because the Save Now uh, campaign, Kickstarter campaign is going on right now. So that's a way that you can definitely get it, even if you don't have uh, a bad idea store uh, you know, close to you. You still have a chance to get Save Now. Uh, fantastic idea for a story from Matt Kent. It's the same artist that we've seen here today, Thomas Giarello. Um, and this idea that the, the guy, the saver, uh, and he mentions in the the first time that we saw him, because that, that B-side actually we've seen uh, previously, uh, and they reprinted it here again. Uh, and he mentions he's like savior uh, or saver, kind of sounds like savior. That you know that's on purpose. He can create save points just like a video game and go back. Okay, we're, you know we're fighting against this monster, or if we're trying to uh, prevent this disaster, or this train crash, or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, let's try to prevent it this way. Well, that didn't work. Okay, let's rewind 30 minutes. And now let's try it this different way. And he's the only one that, that actually experiences the, the time and the memory of what happened. So he still ages. Everybody else is, is in the world is reset. So it's a fantastic idea. Again, the campaign is going on right now. There's a, we, I put a link in every one of the 12 days of the Comic Source Presents Bad Idea episodes to that Kickstarter. It ends on Christmas Eve, so you are running out of time. I definitely encourage you to go check it out, find it. There's a bunch of different tiers. Uh, you don't have to spend a ton of money, but if you just want to be able to experience the story, um, that's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to go and check it out. And the other thing that I'll mention is you're going to want to be sure, I haven't mentioned this before, but you really should be following Bad Idea on, uh, on social media or sign up for their newsletter because they have done their last few comics via Kickstarter just because uh, I mentioned how small of a team it is and how it's um, it makes so much more financial sense for them to do 
uh, Kickstarter. I do think they will be back in comic stores. In fact, um, they had a co- they've had a couple new releases come out in comic stores uh, this month. One of them that came out today, as uh, as we're recording this um, on on the twentieth, uh, and I, I I was out there two hours before my shop opened, and I got my first my first customer button for uh, for the destroyer. Um, but the reason you want to sign up for the newsletter is then you know when stuff is happening. You know when they announce new contests. You know when they announce new kickstarters. Uh, it's not everybody can do you know what I did and go out there two hours before their comic shop opens and stand there and wait and be be first in line. But when you support a bad idea Kickstarter, if you pledge on the first day, you get a first customer button. You don't have to stand <laughs> anywhere. You just you pledge in the first twenty four hours, you get a first customer button. So uh, that's fantastic. And a lot of times you can use those buttons to. Uh, trade in for exclusive comics. If you have a first customer button and you're at San Diego Comic-Con, it gets you into the Tiki party. You get a couple free drinks. You get some free food. You get to, you know, hang out with the Bad Idea creators and bad, other Bad Idea fans. It's it's the highlight of – it has become, for me, the highlight of San Diego Comic-Con. It's so much fun. So, you know, we've, we've been enjoying these books. We really, Yeah, there's Destroyer if you're watching this on YouTube. Just came out today. Fantastic. Can't wait to read it. Um, so, yeah, we've really been enjoying these books. We're going to continue to enjoy them uh, over the next five episodes while we count down to Christmas. Uh, but the other part that I, you know, that we haven't mentioned yet is just the community of Bad Idea fans. Um, because, like I said at the very beginning, the very first episode, <laughs> Bad Idea does – it makes you work a little bit. you got to go into the comic shop. You know, they don't have collected editions. They don't have digital. Uh, again, a lot of it is to do with um, having such a small team and uh, and trying to really get foot traffic into comic shops, trying to uh, prevent piracy, th- those sort of things. Like really good ideas that are behind their seeming bad ideas. Uh, and, and the community is just amazing. So yeah, Monster Kill Squad, absolutely amazing. Highly recommended. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be talking about Pirate Queen, which is uh, the Peter Milligan four-issue bad idea series that came out I, I, I'm pretty sure. So I think when we're talking about the final five, it was monster kill squad. And then it was the last res- uh, refuse and last resort that we covered yesterday. And then it was uh, pirate queen. That's the third of the, the final five. So we'll be talking about that tomorrow. I hope you all um, in, uh, get a chance to join us. And, uh, and once again, we'll wish you Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Hope you're uh, enjoying your uh, holiday season with, uh, with friends and family. So uh, any last thoughts as we're wrapping up here, Rocky? No, just an, another thank you for uh, having me join you on this. I'm, I'm quite enjoying this uh, 12 Days of the Comic Source. And uh, yeah, man, I want to see more of Monster Kill Squad. Yeah, 100%. 100% agree. So, yeah, okay, everybody, we'll see, don't forget. We'll, 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 see if Pirate, we'll see if Pirate Queen is going to be my new number one favorite tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think Monster, it's going to have a hard time topping Monster Kill Squad, but we'll see. Uh, okay, everybody, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, this is on the Comic Source channel. Don't forget to go over to Rocky's channel, Comic Space Boom, exclamation point. That's his YouTube channel. It's where we do our DC Spotlights every week. Ring the notification bell. Leave some comments below. Subscribe so you're sure not to miss out on those DC Spotlights when they come out every week. Uh, and if you prefer audio only or maybe it's easier when you're driving or on the subway or what have you, just go to wherever you get your podcast. Do a search for the Comic Source and subscribe, and you won't miss out on any of our content. So uh, once again, we appreciate you all joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Catch you later. <laughs>